So here we have it. Finally, the uh, final episode in series one of the hashtag Be A Good Sport Unplugged podcast. Appreciate the patience. Uh, yeah, little little thing called life. Um, it's got in the way of us recording this uh, this episode for for a little while. We did have it scheduled in, and then we had some technical difficulties. So um, yeah, it's not for a want of trying. So um, so stick with us. But we've got a great episode coming up uh, with myself, uh, Mark Lee. Magdalena Sadlow and uh, and our guests for this episode are Helen Moon from Eventwell and Rat Kalidis from Levy UK, um, both seasoned industry legends and uh, and yeah, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. It was um, it was great to connect. So much experience on on kind of one podcast and uh, and lots of kind of insights and uh, and yeah, just really um, some you know kind of great and kind and brave um kind of insights and opening up from uh, from all of the guests which um you know which was was a really powerful conversation to have so anyway without further ado here is the episode like i say the last episode in this series um so yeah as always we appreciate your support um, keep giving us the feedback ideas for guests um whatever it might be um, we're all ears and uh, and yeah without further ado here is the last episode of series one for you to enjoy thanks guys afternoon guys welcome to be a good sport unplugged last one of the series i'm mark lee joining me is magdalena sadlow and max fenton alongside our illustrious guests this afternoon rakalidis and helen moon yourself guys and just tell us how you heard about be a good sport and why you wanted to get involved he's gonna go first you want me to go first go on then Helen. all right why not uh so yeah i'm Helen Moon. i'm the chief exec of Eventwell, which is a charitable not-for-profit social enterprise in the events industry um dedicated to mental health and well-being of event professionals um and i'm here on unplugged do you know what because it sounds like a lot of fun and a great opportunity to have a really lovely <laughs> chat on a Friday afternoon and, and kind of you know, talk about our passions and, and why we're in, in doing the, the amazing things that we do. Awesome. Right. Coming on right. to me. Well, it's Friday afternoon. I like a good chat. Um, <laughs> but the way this came about, I think coffee, uh, we had a coffee chat, didn't we, uh, Max? We did about four months ago and you messaged me saying do you want to come on this podcast it's really good i was like yeah that'd be really good fun so and <laughs> having been a listener of the pod said podcast over some of the lockdown i was like yeah this would be a great thing to get involved in so here i am so looking yeah. forward to this awesome perfect no that's uh yeah and yeah, great and and you describe me as a seasoned legend as well so how could i not show up <laughs> like, yeah. even if any rack isn't it really yeah. do you know how much stick I get for that Max <laughs> really <laughs> oh I thought it was quite flattering to be fair. it was um, no well you know it's uh, it's very true as well but um, no no thank thank you guys and yeah thanks for um, thanks for joining us um, it's great to have you on obviously I know we've uh, we've we've taken our we've taken our sweet time in getting there but um due to some technological issues and a little thing called life that gets in the way but we're finally here so um 
I will I will run through a question one, I think, um, which um, which is kind of, uh, yeah, you know, kind of what we're all about. Being a good sport is uh, is being, you know, kind of making our industry accessible to those, you know, the younger generation and those that want to get into our world. Um, all those crazy people. Um, but uh, yeah, the first question um, I'll go to. Yeah, I'll go to Rack for um, and then we'll follow with. Helen is uh yeah what advice would you give to the uh to the younger generation looking to get into our industry come on in it's fun it's dynamic it takes you places it's it, it's beyond food and drink as well uh, particularly in my world it's you know all about entertainment but it's all the spin-offs that come off the back of that so you know back if I just go back to when I was coming into this industry it for me was about running hotels i didn't really appreciate all the offshoots the support stuff that sits behind all of that so i guess it's like you know if you want to get into marketing and you want to get into sports marketing it's it's just an amazing industry to be in. you know it's really really dynamic nice cheers cheers right and and helen Oh, for, for me, just what Rack said, really, to be honest with you, it's one mm. of the most amazing industries that you'll come and work in, but don't get disillusioned by the thinking it's glitz and glamour because <laughs> you know what? it's not glamorous about it, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's rewarding hard work. So if you want to get heads, get, get willing to be willing to get your, your hands dirty and have some <laughs> fun at the same time, you know, I'm... I've had some of the best, I always say this, I've had some of the best belly laugh moments of my life working on an event and, and some of my, my bestest friends, people I'm close yeah. to in the whole world work in this industry. So, yeah, and, and that's what you, you get. You get a family when you come to the events industry. But, you know, it, it is hard work. Um, and just be careful of that, you know. I, I wish that somebody at the beginning had, had told me, yeah, it's hard work and you will get swept up on that. But rest is really, um, and I, I, I don't shy away from hard work, even typical kind of brought up from a, a northern family, kind of get brought up as a bit of a grafter, to be honest with you. So, it, yeah. and I, I've never shied away from that, but I wish that somebody had sat me down and had the, you know, work's important, hard work's important, but rest is even more important. So, taking a break. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't, um, yeah. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more on that front. I think um, you know far too much in, especially on the sales side of thing. I think in our industry, it's um, you know it's always been a competition of who's you know who's kind of there the longest, who's done yeah. you know who's kind of staying the latest or getting in the earliest and whatever. And um, you know it's um, you know thankfully, I guess one of the good things over the last 18 months or, you know, a couple of years now, um, you know, that is probably, you know, one of, one of the positives that's come out of, um, of the whole kind of COVID situation, I suppose. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm starting to see it again, though. I'm seeing it again. So in a lot of ways, we, we haven't learned many lessons from the pandemic at all. You know, we've, we've got mm. it. We're working even harder and mm. burning out quicker than we were before because our resilience isn't there. So it's, you know, we weren't yeah. we were like a badge of pride, don't we? Who's had the least sleep? Who's done the most events in the week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's had the least to eat kind of stuff? It's you know, yeah. things that are really important for our health. It's so, a good point. And you're doing it with less resource as well in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, um, yeah. no, no, fair point. Yeah, good, good argument I raised definitely, there. definitely, definitely think people have learned how to say no and put themselves first at the same time, though. 
Yeah. I think I think people have. I think they they recognise the importance of it. I think people, it, it, it's a confidence thing as well, isn't it? I think because the industry's keen to get back and to get itself moving again and and, and reap yeah. losses and all that kind of stuff, it's actually really hard for people to, even though they recognise the importance of saying no, it's really hard for people to actually follow through. Yeah, the boundaries that they want to put in place for themselves. So you know, it's it's also recognising it's okay to say no. Yeah. You know, once you start doing it, it's actually okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, I think, yeah, like like you say, I think there's a lot of lot of talking a good game and that kind of thing. But, you know, to get to where we need to get to and ramp ramp back up, you know, more than anything, just like you say, get to that level of where it becomes normal again. There's obviously mm-hmm. going to be that, um, you know, that kind of level of going above and above mm-hmm. and beyond for a bit, which, you know, it, it's kind of unavoidable in, you know, in some venues and obviously the appetite from the general public to get out and doing things again um you know kind of kind of dictates that a little bit but um no good points um i don't know if uh, one of the other guys did you want to pick up question two go on magda yep um so second question if i could go to helen first is what would you say um the achievement of your professional career is like what's your proudest moment to date do you know what this is going to sound like a real cliche but every single day Mm, uh, the last 26 years because every single day of your career feeds into even if it's a bad day you learn from it and it it feeds into what you do and how you grow and develop and how long have you been in the industry oh 26 years (laughs) you could say 28 if you add on the two kind of PA years that I did and that's how I kind of got into the industry I was a PA organizing events as a PA so Mm. yeah and I really show my I'm 49 this weekend. So I was oh, a young whippersnapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a young whippersnapper, 24 year old when I came into the industry, 23, 24. So um, yeah. they say age is just a number, Helen, but it's definitely true in events as well. So it is um, definitely. I definitely I certainly don't feel I feel like I still feel like I've been in the industry two minutes. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's because it it changes and adapts, it, it's exciting all the time for me. I just love I just love this industry and what we do. Incredibly passionate about it, um, and I I think if there has to be one standout kind of achievement, it, it it's always going to be Eventwell, to be honest. And what Eventwell's the the people at Eventwell have helped as an organisation over the last five years. That's probably my my biggest thing. But for me, it's you know it's every every single day. Awesome. I, I feel you completely. It just becomes you get a buzz from it every single day, don't you? Yeah, I remember volunteering at the Brits, guys, in 2015, and I was on such a high after it was volunteering. But it was just oh, it was amazing. I've been doing practice. Sorry to the proactive sales guys, but I've been doing proactive sales for about 10 years, and I've gone back to doing operations. Operations is my real love. Getting mm. on site on an event, and I'm, it's like you've you've given me a drug kind of stuff, and it, yeah. it's. <laughs> They, the volunteers leave site at the Brits at eight o'clock before it goes live on the TV. Um, and they had like a skeletal staff then that just run in the ad breaks and kind of service the tables. And it's literally, I felt like I was floating out the venue and it's like I was pleading and going, please, can I stay? Please, can I stay? <laughs> I'm not working, please. And it, it was the first kind of big live event that I've done. I mean, the Brits is awesome anyway, isn't it? But yeah. It's a great event. I volunteered at the Brits 
but he's had a good thing, apparently. So, I'm sat at the O2 now, Helen. So, amazing, <laughs> it is an amazing venue, absolutely amazing. It is where our new workspace actually is going to be at the design district right by the O2. So, that yeah. will be. Uh, I, I looked at that yeah. yesterday, actually. It was pretty awesome. So, yeah, you should check it out. So any any freelancers, self-employed, looking for a, for a workspace in London, a cool workspace, and it's it's only for creatives. So it'll only let creative. It's called um, Bureau. Bureau. I looked at it yesterday. Yeah, it's an awesome, it is an awesome space, and they've got some really cool event space in there as well. So, uh, yeah, mm. check it out, people. We digress. We no, yeah. I was, there you, I, 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 was there a question? Was there a question? <laughs> right same question for you now what was the question uh, <laughs> what is your standout um achievement in terms of career to date tough question uh really tough and i don't know how to top every day so i can't top that so let's <laughs> let's, try and, let's try and work every minute that. every minute <laughs> now this is it this this for me, is my first ever podcast, so we'll, we'll claim that one on. Um, oh, you're going to make Max really happy here. <laughs> <laughs> but let's work back on it. It's really hard because we've we've been talking about how amazing our industry is, how diverse it is, all the different opportunities, and I've been really fortunate to have uh, been part of London 2012, the Olympics, part of the Olympic Stadium. That was a cracking gig. London 2012 was just the most phenomenal year. Uh, for a city, for the UK and for the sport. It's just amazing. It was great to be part of that. Um, off the back of that, I worked on the Rugby World Cup, which was an, another incredible uh, event that we hosted in this country. So that was amazing as well. Um, I work in amazing venues now as well. So it's really hard to just try to pin something down. But something that did happen last year, um, slightly afield from the usual event, well that i that i live in um i did some work around diversity and inclusion um, mm. for compass uh during the pandemic it was an opportunity for me to do something different while our venues were shut uh focus on strategy and all that good stuff but anyway cut long story short i was awarded uh i featured even in the top 100 role model list um for nice. involved which was quite nice to get recognized for some of the work that um, not myself had done, but the team had done. But yeah, that that was that was that was a that was a proud moment, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. too right, too I'd right. I'd be proud of that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's all mm. Playing back some of the other stuff, but yeah, but mm. yeah, no, that 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 was definitely a, a proud, proud moment. It's to be expected from a seasoned pro, you know. <laughs> yeah, in that tops every day. Season legend, Max. Season legend. Season legend. Is that what you called me when I was coming on? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Oh, no. no. So you just just whip it out all the time, then, do you? The same line. He called me well seasoned. No, I think it was like no, it wouldn't have been see. You know, it would have been like you know more of a oh, you know, more of a newcomer for you, Mags, I guess a little bit. But uh, well, anyway, next next question. Salts and herbs. So uh-huh. moving on for Max's recruitment campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Max, um, you've just started a new job. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, 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 really good. Yeah, that's where I am. Um, 
where I where I bumped into said um, season legend, legend. Um, and uh, <laughs> obviously at the uh, at the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's going really well. Another another fantastic venue, and um, it's uh, yeah, going from um, you know somewhere in your in your head that you thought was new, I guess, into something that's really new, and just the attention to detail. It's um, yeah, pretty pretty stunning, really. So um, yeah, the uh, the commute's a bit longer than it used to be, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm yeah no, I'm enjoying being in and around London. I thought you know that kind of opportunity had maybe sort of passed me by, but um, it, it managed to drag me in at some point. So no, I'm uh, no no very much enjoying it. And looking forward to uh, looking forward to a summer of kind of events away from football as well with um, Guns and Roses and Lady Gaga so far. Um, so, um, and then a couple of NFL games later in the year. So, um, should be, should be good fun. But, oh, really um, pleased for you. But that okay. really nicely brings us to our next question, which I think everyone could have a go at answering. Mm. What's your favorite sporting event venue um, to visit and what makes it so special? I'll, I'll go with this. I think <clears throat> for me, it's a cool. So I, I, I love the O2. I think mm. it's amazing. I've watched some really special concerts and gigs and stuff there with with family and friends and stuff. So happy memories, and it's just it's literally down the road. And obviously, yeah. the, the the Brits' experience of actually working on an event there as well is pretty cool. I am um, sporting venue. It's at Lords for me, which might sound really strange because I'm not into cricket at all. <laughs> it's not cricket, but Lords is cricket kind of stuff. It it's there's something about the place. I can't, yeah. I can't explain to you what it is, but there's, there's I've been there for a few kind of industry events before, and twice now I've actually been in the changing rooms and the England's team changing room. Oh. And that's a bit the with the team. No, the team went in there. <laughs> really good thing. And and the two times I've been in there, very different experience to two times. So the first time I was in there, that they hadn't made it into. They were just showing industry people around as a bit of a oh, this isn't exclusive, you don't get to come in here kind of stuff. But it, it still kind of had that aroma, shall we say? Never changed <laughs> that, that, that was quite interesting and nice, but it, it felt very special to be there and kind of Look down on the the grounds, yeah. The balcony, knowing that you know, and, and also as well, I, I knew that it did make my husband feel a bit sick because he is cricket. And <laughs> and no, it he, does. He, was, he did feel a bit sick. The fact that it does have that, yeah. <laughs> it does have that major sort of heritage vibe there, doesn't it? It feels, um, it does you know, feels then, like feels like yeah. part of something. It it does it does it just it just it has it has a je ne sais quoi. That you can't quite put your you can't put your finger on it, but you know it's a kind of special. Yeah, it's it's just one of that. I think it's one of those venues that means a lot to a lot of people, doesn't it? And you kind of feel that when you go there, and they're they're incredibly proud of it. And I mean, there's a lot of things you know from a historical perspective that kind of need to change and hierarchical stuff, you know, that that kind of needs yeah. diversity and inclusion perspective. And like, well, that's not right. I mm. but. The second time I went, and we went to the dressing, they'd actually changed it into a, a unique dining experience. So it, it had a certain nicer aroma the second time <laughs> I visited, shall we say. But it, again, they've turned, they've actually turned that into a really, really nice 
exclusive experience kind of if people want to try that out so awesome checking it out but yeah that's that's mm. the, o- the o2 and and lords oddly enough for yeah. a person <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well what what about you rack it's a difficult question because <laughs> this is my world, right? You're going to so, shoot yourself in the foot here, aren't you? Uh, no, so I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> I, my, my answer Come on, gonna... Rack. Pick one. Pick no, one, Rack. Come no, on. No, Come on, Rack. No, no, no peer pressure. No. Why is this here that, Rack? Actually, boundaries. Nope. No, no comment. Um, no, it's no. okay to say no, you know? Exactly. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I like. I'm sat in the O2 today. It's an incredible venue, uh, special to me for many reasons. But I guess going in and around all these venues, like all of them are in their own right. And it goes right back to the very start of our industry, right? They all have their own kind of special places, for me anyway. Um, this is my roundabout way of not committing to an answer, <laughs> by the way. So everywhere, so everywhere is great. I'm going to rephrase that question once you're done with it and make you answer it. And then... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like like this style you're not getting away with it question and then from an, an event perspective you know um the olympics was incredible and that's been an incredible experience yeah um, i mean that must have a, been from a sports perspective right you know on the 100 meter final night you could hear a pin drop in london you know, it was just phenomenal. The atmosphere, the diversity of people, the inclusion of everybody. You know, it's just it was a big celebration of sport, and it was just this great atmosphere. This weather was great. Do you know what I mean? It's a real good feeling about yeah. the whole thing. Um, I'm so, very jealous of that one, to be honest. Yeah, that one's, yeah, good. one's good. It was an amazing summer, wasn't it? 2012, just it in was general, phenomenal. It was just, yeah. phenomenal. It had everything, had everything. It was just a feel-good factor everywhere, right? The weather was great. Yeah. People were happy. The city was dressed amazingly, as were all the different um, areas, the other sporting venues across across the UK. It was just, yeah, it was just incredible. <laughs> what about you, Mark Lee? Well, my favourite sporting venue? Well, you've heard the question a few times now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to avoid answering it as well. Yeah, no, I bet he is. Absolutely not. There's, there's only one venue. There we go, Mark. Go on. What is, and what and it's, is it's, that? It's, 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 I'd, I'd have to wage it on the Principality Stadium. Uh, how did you mute him? Uh, oh, really? Really? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's got everything, guys, honestly. Um, but, um, but, yeah, no, I think the thing is, right, there's so many amazing venues in the UK, but also mm. further afield. Um, it's someone in the zoo. Who's done, who's done that? <laughs> so, uh, someone in London Zoo. No, I've got a silly little yappy dog. Just, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Love that. Thanks. We move swiftly on to question four then. Um, <laughs> oh, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't asked Magda yet, actually. I've got oh, I've answered it before. I went with an oh, event right, okay. rather than a venue. And um, it, it hasn't changed over the last few months. I'll still say Goodwood. Um, glorious Goodwood has my heart. Mm. Uh, nice. Yeah, fair play. Cool. Question, right, question four. Yeah, go on, Matt. What advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? You go to Helen. Uh, yeah. Do you know, you have to 
thought about this. You know what? Do I, I was in I was probably in quite a difficult place ten years ago. So do you know the best advice I give myself ten years ago is it's going to be okay. You'll be fine. That's strong bad. words. That yeah. That's yeah. Good. The advice I would give. I'd not long been diagnosed with my bipolar, which I've had since I was sixteen. I'm but misdiagnosed for a long time. I was so I was in a kind of yeah. It was it was a hard time ten years ago. Yeah, but that I think that's the biggest thing of any kind of mental health struggles that I always say to people now is you, you'll get through this. It's going to yeah. be okay. You'll be fine. This won't last. I'm and ten years ago, I definitely needed someone to say that to me. So I think yeah. that's the biggest thing I would say. Mm. Do you think that's yeah, we... shaped a lot of the work that you're doing now? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It. it drives I, I kind of I say it a lot kind of stuff the the reason you know when I go and speak at events or the, I'm on the panel or I do a keynote or the, the main work that we do with event well and the reason we do it I kind of say when we put quiet rooms in events and stuff now I kind of say it's, it's for that one person that needs it at that time that we're there just for that one person that needs to that needs yeah. to go into a quiet room space or that one person sat in an audience that needs to hear someone sat on the stage talking about their mental health because that's what helped me 10 years ago that's what helped me get the support and get my correct diagnosis I listened to somebody else talking about their lived experience and kind of connected yeah. the wheels and the cogs together and kind of went oh that sounds familiar I wonder if that's what and you know mm. helped me to help me to be able to to put my life in order and, and start making changes so that you know I could I could drive forward and be in yeah. a really kind of stuff so mm. and that's kind of yeah absolutely 100% my, my lived experience drives is a, is a massive passion driver yeah absolutely. yeah no and that's you know literally one of the inspirations behind this was um you know a few years ago when I sort of started to experience um you know bouts of anxiety and that kind of thing but especially in you know in kind of in sales you know it's all very you know it's all very kind of like bullish and match on whatever you know I, and even though it is very well talked about now um there wasn't really anybody then that was massively talking about it so mm. for me the whole thing is if you know if you can resonate with one person or there's one person that listens to this and thinks oh okay you know like this isn't forever i can get through this then you know that that would have been our job done so yes yeah absolutely 100 because sharing is absolutely caring isn't it absolutely yeah i think that's the poly the other thing as well kind of because that was in the practice practice sales 10 years ago and it's nobody around me even knew that i was struggling because whenever they saw me bright smile smart looking suit my heels it was pre having a child when i could still wear high-heeled shoes i can't seem to wear them anymore now i'm just like clobber around in them so keep me in class <laughs> But yeah, you would have there with my laptop doing my appointments, presentations, going out and seeing customers. You would really have no clue unless you were you were particularly close to me. Then you might have been aware of a, a few things. So that that shiny exterior that we we put out there, you would have no idea. But inside, it, it's like every single ounce of me was screaming. Yeah, um, that's, what it, that's what it felt like. So you know, absolutely, that sharing is caring kind of stuff because. Mm somebody else might be feeling exactly the same way and then we we need to show our vulnerabilities a little bit more i think humanize ourselves yeah we are we're humans <laughs> and humans yeah. feel and have emotions and 
we've been conditioned, I think, for, for too long a time to, to hide the human side of us. You know, yeah, it's yeah. At the detriment of our health. Yeah. What, what, about, what about you, Rick? So mine was going to be similar about sharing more. I was, just, I was just listening then and thinking, where was I 10 years ago? And I was on the Olympic Park 10 years ago. <laughs> we were about to mobilise <laughs> the Olympic Stadium ready for July right so yeah I would have been I would have been on site getting preparing for the <laughs> Olympic Games right and you know you can't show vulnerability well the perce- perception is you can't because yeah. you're in charge of this massive operation everyone's looking at you for you know the guidance the support the direction and all that good stuff yeah you know so and and I can I can probably just see myself now you know, being that that rock for everyone, but at the same time, probably not sharing enough of, you know, crikey, this is a big gig. I mean, you get one opportunity to do it. Let's yeah. not, not, let's not mess this up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that realisation wasn't in my head then. Do you know what I mean? We just blocked it out. It's like, it's all yeah. going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. And yeah, obviously there are situations where you do, you know, where that is a useful thing as well. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, ten years ago. I can't been. believe the the London twenty twelve was ten years ago. It's literally just like struck me. Yeah, I remember yeah. the whole build up to it in London, and I mean, I I was still in in college at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, ten years ago, ten years ago in. We we were doing test events this time Madness. years ago. Yeah, it's mad. Right, question question five. We go for uh, we'll go we'll go we'll go for you. we'll go we'll go for rack first. What's what's the biggest mare you've had in your career so far? Well, obviously, there isn't any because I'm a seasoned legend, right? So. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> moving on. So moving on. Helen. <laughs> <laughs> now there must have been one. I can imagine yeah. where you're just head in hands, like ah. Oh. It's my early career, um, <clears throat> like really, really early career. Probably my first, second year in, into the industry. But I was working in a country house hotel, and we had uh, so imagine this beautiful setting, country house. We had we had a couple of weddings running at the same time, uh, which was madness in itself. But Whoa. what it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to keep, this might be heading. Yeah, so I was trying to keep the two uh, <laughs> bridal yeah, parties. Right. I was trying to keep the two bridal parties apart, right? They were on the other end of the, of the building. So I'm running across this lawn to stop the wedding party coming out onto the patio of <laughs> wedding. And I fell down a manhole cover. <laughs> it gave way. But what I hadn't realized, wedding party number one had already come out already, so they'd seen me. Hanging one leg. <laughs> this, but because we're professionals, right? And to be a seasoned legend, you've got to be, got to be a professional all the time. I tried to pretend that nothing had happened. In fact, I'd hurt myself quite badly. Um, so A, I was embarrassed. B, I was hurt. And C, I didn't keep the weddings apart. <laughs> that was a mare. Of the day. That is a bit of a mare. That uh, that's a that's mare. the ultimate mare. Ultimate. It was a, a man. Yeah, <laughs> I went home shortly afterwards. That's oh. That's oh. So funny. Hopefully, we can find some CCTV. It's... 
Oh, honestly, it was just horrendous. And I, you know, it's one of those things sometimes when you slip or you come off the curb a little bit and you're like, you're looking around and kind of just brushing yourself down because no one's watched you. But everyone's seen you. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love why, it. Why, why is your leg in a manhole cover? I'm like, yeah, it's because it's just how we do things here. Yeah, you know, it's just all part of the service. It's all part of the service. And you, oh, bride number one, bride number two, don't look at each other. <laughs> what about I you Helen can to... you match that I used to work, work oh. in weddings and that oh. was a massive thing when you had two weddings on site at a time oh, so yeah. don't let them don't let them see each other your day is so much more special than anyone else's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's massive it's huge yeah I'm, I'm same at the start of my early the first seven years I was I was doing weddings my stories about weddings. I don't want anyone listening to this to think that it's a reflection on the, the wedding side of the events industry, by the way, which again is amazing. If you want to get into weddings, hard work again, amazing. Because <laughs> my story is also about a wedding. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, no, but it almost, it, it's almost a compliment in a way because it shows how important it is to get it right, you know? Yeah. So the mines, it's it's when I was at the Liverpool Marriott South, as it was then. It's I think it's Crown Plaza now. So I'm from Southport originally. So I'm a, a Merseyside Merseyside girl with a Lancashire accent. <laughs> so my nickname at the hotel, and this actually feeds into the story result. My nickname at the hotel, because I literally worked with a load of Liverpudlians, I shall call them to be polite. I love every single one of them. I'm still <laughs> friends with a lot of them as well. My nickname was Wool. They used to call it, hey, Wool. Hey, Wool, Wool's here, Woolly Back's here, kind of stuff. And I used to get that all the time. So this kind of feeds into the story. So one of the weddings I did there, so does anybody remember Brookside? Anybody yes, else? yeah, love Brookie. Brookie, yeah. So <laughs> I'm Jackie Dixon and Neil Davis, who played, he played her um, quite abusive boyfriend in the but Robbie Moffat they were actually they together in real life there's a couple and they got married so and I did their wedding it was a hello magazine wedding as well <laughs> yeah um and we'd done we'd gone through all of the motions leading up to the events we'd done all of the 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 show rounds the tastings everything they decided on chocolate mousse for the dessert they just wanted a simple chocolate mousse you know like you did in the kind of the early um, zeros where you, you put the little bit of fruit on the side with the Kool-Aid and make it look pretty. And that's how they wanted it. And <clears throat> on the actual day of the way, and I'd already had a bit of a day with them anyway, because Jackie had, had, had Alex, sorry, and called her the screen name. Alex had called me the night <laughs> before the wedding to kind of say her auntie had made a wedding cake for her. And it was a five tier cake, but hadn't put pillars or anything in it. So then you've got to find a stand so if anybody, oh the moon crescent stands where you've, you've got the bit where you can put the I had to find the five tier one so I'd, I'd already been up early that early that morning driving around Liverpool looking for a five tier wedding stand which <laughs> legend that I am I found by the way thank you very much get it nice 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 um, and then it actually came to the ceremony itself everything was going amazing it's a ho hello wedding as well so you've got to keep everyone away from the bride nobody can get a photograph of the dress You've got to keep people away from the hotel. There's all kinds of security elements. And we'd literally got all the way up to the end of Mains without a hiccup, with nothing going wrong. It had gone perfectly. At the time, I smoked. So anybody who's done a, a banquet knows that once Mains have broken down, if you're running that operation, that's your flag break opportunity. So you've, you've got about 30 minutes. <laughs> so I'd gone down from my fag break and I came back up. 
and I'd gone back through the kitchen and they were taking conference mugs. So, you know, the tall conference mugs on the trays. And it's when you used to carry the trays up on your shoulder, on your hands. You didn't have trolleys and stuff in my day. It was proper. You carry the trays up in your hand and take them in. But they were conference mugs. And I was a bit like, what's going on? <laughs> Can't be doing coffee already. We've only just really put mains down. We'd only be starting to think about kind of clearing to put desserts down. What's going on? And then there was a bit of a commotion started happening in the main banquet. And basically what, what had happened, so those lovely chocolate mousses that the bride and groom had picked in the tastings we had had wasn't what ended up being served on the day because our pastry chef came up with the amazing idea that he was going to hand make the mousse. Well, it's anybody who kind of cheats, cheats kind of you into. Normally you kind of... With chocolate mousses, they, they're bought in kind of stuff. They get bought in. The chef had decided to hand make the mousse because it was a hello wedding, a celebrity wedding, and he wanted to make it special. But he couldn't get the mousse to set. So he put it in conference mugs. But the biggest <laughs> thing was, yeah, no, exactly. What? What? So there was a lot of what's coming out of my mouth when this happened. The biggest thing was that they literally put the cups down and some people thought they were drinks. <laughs> and some people have been drinking the chocolate mousse. So we literally had guests at the wedding with chocolate mousse on their faces. Where it had come out there. Wonderful. So, Did any yeah. of those pictures make it to hello? Or? <laughs> Oddly enough, no. No, those ones <laughs> didn't make it into the magazine. But it, it's literally a bit like... like right, so It's one of those situations where... Every event professional, you have that moment where you kind of go, "How am I gonna? How am I gonna rectify this? How am I gonna change? How am I gonna make this right?" And it's just one of those situations where it's like, literally, your option is wet wipes and and big apologies type stuff, and then and ten percent will give you ten percent back or whatever it is off you. We'll refund the desserts and give you money back. Mm. Which Classic ten percent. That's the event industry special ten percent. Ten percent off your final bill. And we'll give you a refund. And obviously, a very embarrassing kind of meeting after the wedding. You know, when you get that call, it's like, yeah, we want to come in and talk about it. You know, your heart's in. Ouch. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably the biggest. But the biggest thing is, and this is the funniest, and, and to this day, whenever I see anyone from that hotel, they still say it to me. And I've said this to I've, I've told a few other people this story as well, is that I was just there were no words that I could think of on the day that would come out of my mouth. And I was stood there with the, the exec chef and the pastry set chef in the kitchen, just screaming at the pair of them, going, Moose in a mug, in a mug. <laughs> really northern because I had a really thicker northern Lancashire accent when I, I still lived up north I've been in London 18 years now so it's softened but that, that's <laughs> the only thing that could come out of my mouth and to this day if I see some of my Liverpool friends from the hotel now they'll still go moose in a mug whenever they see it <laughs> I'll, live, I'll live with you forever that quote I'm sure it will yes <laughs> yeah. and that was in 2003 so they got married in 2003 and I moved to London the year after so I was traumatized that much by the experience <laughs> away. oh you even moved down south blimey I know exactly yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah fair play well um <laughs> on to uh so yeah if we get switch across to uh to rack again just uh next question would be what's kind of your biggest achievement outside of the workplace my friend another tough question Nothing's easy on this game show, Rack. Hey, eh? nothing's easy on this game show. 
I feel like you're just trying not to upset people with your answers. I think you're being quite quite PC, I reckon. I do work in marketing and comms, so I need to... Oh, yeah, that that is true. I'll let you off. Yeah. Um, Biggest achievement I'm talking about. This is a tough question. question. Um, Can I say my family? My two kiddos? Yeah, my two kiddos. Um, So it's achievement. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's go with my kiddos. Jackson and Harrison, five and nice. three. Yeah, they what? are my world, for sure. Five and three, that is fun times. Yeah, it's fun times. That time. is hard, cool. That's two, a hard house. Yeah, two little dudes, they're, they're brilliant, great fun. And yeah, they oh. are They are my being, for sure. They are just the best things in the world. I'll get emotional in a minute. Amazing. Well, I actually haven't got to question seven. Wait till you get to me to question seven, then we're then we're going emotional. Oh, cross, cross. We're going to go deep. Yeah, deep on the right. Oh, right, he- right, Helen, come on then, quick, because we need to get to question seven now. So. <laughs> I know we do, don't we? We do, don't we? For me, it's the same as Rack. You know, it's it's my little girl. It's Lily. She's, yeah. she's sick. She's my world. I went through quite a difficult time to, to eight years of trying for me to have my little girl and. IVF rounds and all that kind of stuff. I'm quite amazing. Yeah. I'll say I overshare. So no. I, I went, yeah, and had to have a, um, quite a few operations before I could even start IVF. So it's wow. yeah, just, she's my little miracle, my rainbow baby. And she's just, she just brings joy to every single. There's, there's times where she's a real pain in the backside. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah. She's my daughter. She's got my DNA. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's nice, but she, she's just even when she's being a pain in the neck, I'm I'm, I'm proud of her being in a pain in the neck because it's generally when she's sticking up for herself and kind of going, no, why should I do it? <laughs> you know, it's a real pain in the neck, but go, girl, go. One of those where you don't want to you don't want to admit that you're proud and it's like, oh god. Yeah, exactly, because you you're just making life. It, I think when you've got when you've got strong headed, strong headed kids kind of stuff, and and yeah. allowing them to be their own people is the most important thing you can do for your kids. I think. Yeah. That's no. My opinion, but it makes it bloody hard as a parent. It makes it harder for yourself. So. It's, yeah. No, hundred percent. Mine, mine would be the same as well. I'm sure Mark would probably say the same. Um, Not I'm me. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Magda will at some point. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So my kids on. So I've got one kid. So I've got an eight-year-old daughter. Then my son is nineteen. So he's gone through that. And, and just what you were saying, Helen. You know, it was it was a challenging childhood in terms of he's very strong-willed, very determined, very passionate, yeah. very. Um, if I say he's very fair, he just wants a fair shot and everything. That makes sense. He's very, you know. Everything needs to be, you know, everyone should have an equal opportunity to do what they need to do. Um, yeah. So growing up, that was really, really challenging. But then he's come mm. up the other end and he's grown into like a really, really nice young man. So smashing yeah. it, mate. And, and Lily, smashing, Lily's yeah. amazing. Yeah, like that. And so proud of her because she's just, she's got a real sense of what's right and wrong and fairness. And already mm. at the age of six, you know, it's kind of, she, she, will, she will call things out. She doesn't think someone's been treated. Yeah, Fair, absolutely. Go. Go on. Well, sounds like yeah. amazing. Amazing people tend to create more amazing people. I think. So, I'll, I'll say yeah. it to you guys: if, if they're strong-willed and naughty in their younger years, they'll be easier when they're older. 
<laughs> that, speaking from experience there, Max. Um, top, tips, you know. top tips. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Que- que- yeah. Question seven. Question seven. Magda, ask Rack now. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> oh, come on. Look. Oh. Right. Oh. Question seven, he's... Rack. This is the emotional one. Yeah, he's built this up now. Well, it, yeah. Well, go on. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Right. It's going to be non famous, non celebrity, none of that. Oh yeah, I lost my. Dad. Oh, he's going to be deep, isn't it? It is, now. it is deep because you you got you got me thinking now. And, I love uh, it. And we were talking about the early careers and Olympics and rugby World Cup and stuff. And uh, my dad died. He was sixty two when he passed away. I was in my mid twenties, so he was young, right? Right, right. And and I want to tell him about all this cool stuff that's been going on. Yeah. Oh. Fill him in, fill him in on the Olympics, the Rugby World Cup, the kiddos, diversity stuff, you know, all that cool stuff that that's just happened. I just want to fill him in, let him know. Hopefully he that's knows because cool. he, he's looking down. So He knows, mate, he yeah. knows. So, yeah, just, just thinking, thinking one person that I'd like to talk, talk about it again is, yeah, probably my dad. And the other two that I'd have there is my mum. Mum's still here, she's still with us, which is great, and she knows all of that stuff, but... Great to have around the table with my bro. My bro's still around. So, yeah, kind of just the four of us. I told you it was deep on a Friday. That's your fault. <laughs> That's no. your fault, all of you. It's a great <laughs> answer. Though, yeah, you got me opening up and everything. No, no, it's, <laughs> no I love it. <laughs> I love it yeah. because... I love it because... You, after hours. Yeah, but because instantly, you know, people people do go down the celebrity and there's nothing on that question that says they have to be a celebrity. Um, so it's interesting that people all, you know, people do always do that, but, um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think, I think it's amazing and, um, you know, testament to, um, to like you say, to, to the character and, um, you know, the family, the family man you are, I'm sure. So, yeah. I think Rack is the celebrity around that table though, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you've got one in the, when you've got one in the family, it might be a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Who are your three, Helen? It's exactly the same as Rack. Um, I lost my dad when I was sixteen. Um, and it, it would be him. Oh God, I'm going to fill up now. Oh. Yeah, see, that was a problem. I knew yeah. that. Was, I knew that was going to happen. That's why I kind of. Yeah. Who, who really did hard, the family really. checks before this podcast? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Who were the researchers? Do you have a research team? <laughs> that's, that's, that's Max. Max Fenton, yeah. you failed. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers, guys. Uh, do we have a research team? No, that's uh, yeah. We, we've just about got a team, Helen. <laughs> but yeah, for me, you know, it, it it would be it would be now. My dad wasn't a you know had a very interesting childhood. My dad wasn't perfect, but then nobody is. Everybody's got their thing, haven't they? Um, so it'd be nice for him to see the attitudes towards mental health are changing. Because, but just from a diversity perspective, kind of stuff. My my dad was a nurse. He was a state registered nurse. Worked for the NHS. My mum. Oh really? Just retired from working for the NHS. So he was he was a male nurse in the seventies. So just from a diversity perspective, I think I got, you know, that not was saying about being strong mind and and speaking, speaking what you're thinking, kind of stuff, and and standing up for your rights and 
all of that from a diversity and inclusion perspective. I got a lot of that from my dad, you know? Yeah. Because on a role reversal perspective, he got a lot. Of, he got a lot for being no. a really good tr- right? I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, and it's, it's, so just to let him know from that perspective, you know, girl done good, dad. But exactly the same as what Rack said, you know, I'd, I'd actually the two other people would be my husband and my my daughter, because just because I would like them to meet him. I love it, I absolutely love it. A little girl to meet a granddad. Wow, ever met? You know, sorry. Oh, oh, Christ! Right, well, we, yeah, <laughs> let's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, t- I'll turn it around a little bit. I think on my episode where you were asking me one of my people was Anthony Joshua and I mean I didn't have dinner with him but I did go to a party <laughs> with him in January nice but I, th- I didn't well, go with him I was at the same well, with him were you his plus one no he, he just ended up being at the same party as me there is video evidence to prove it <laughs> I was kind Incredible. of just, I was kind of just sat there and I was like wait hold on I was like that's him it is him, and yeah. Did, he, did he make it? Me ticking it off. Did he make it out alive? Did he make it out alive? Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought you might have. I thought you might have stolen him. Also. Can you keep it PG, please? People are listening. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, right. So, well, moving on. As uh, yeah, no, you know. The end of the day we bill it as you know real people and real talk and all of those kind of things so um you know that's uh you know that was a great question and some you know some some fantastic answers so um really appreciate that and uh if we go on to quick fire questions um if we start with uh if we start with rack again i don't know magda do you want to go through them again or mark uh yep um basically don't think about them just answer as quickly as you can uh, Rack, favourite drink? Gin and tonic. Summer or winter? Summer. Favourite TV show? EastEnders. Favourite holiday location? Algarve. Morning bird or night owl? Night owl. Would you rather be a pirate or a ninja? Pirate for sure. <laughs> What's your most <laughs> used emoji? Oh, it's got to be smiley face. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Just a half smiley or like oh. four. Oh, what? This is getting... No, you said Ooh, quick five. Detail. <laughs> Rugby or football? Football. Cricket or hockey? Cricket. LinkedIn or Instagram? Mm, can I have a blend? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Blend? What, what, Linktogram or what? Linktogram. How cool it's would that linked. be? This hybrid between <laughs> business... Linktogram. And... It's pretty much getting that. It's pretty LinkedIn's pretty much getting that way. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's what Max uses. All right, let's go for LinkedIn then. <laughs> nice, uh, Mark. Do you want to go to Helen? Yeah, go on. You ready for this, Helen? Go. I'm ready. You're ready. Favorite drink. Favorite drink. Adnan's non-alcoholic wine. Summer or winter. Summer. Favorite TV show. Still friends. Favorite <laughs> holiday location. Uh, Mallorca. A minute. Morning bird or night owl? Nice end of Mallorca. Sorry to everybody who's been to the push end of Mallorca, not the dodgy end. (laughs) Morning bird or night owl? Night owl. Would you rather be a pirate or a ninja? Pirate all the way. Same as Rack. Sorry. Most used emoji? 
I used the green, purple, and orange hearts all the time. Nice. Diversity and suicide awareness. I always use. Nice. Yeah. Rugby or football? Oh, I'm both. Sorry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool fan, but my family come from a, a, a rugby town, Wigan. So, you know. Oh, Wigan. Love yeah. that. So, so is that rugby league or rugby union? Rugby league then? It's rugby league. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, so I, I'm, I am both. You can't say that. I was forced questions. to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have one set of rules for one and one set of rules. Oh, it's not all about you, Greg. Oh, Come on. Know, you Greg. pulled the short straw. <laughs> I was forced to make a co- commitment to one of my answers. Okay. So, Ben's so, answer would be football because this is rugby union or football. So. Wow, it would be football. It would have to be football then for my Charlton down the road. I have actually been to go and see Charlton quite a few times. It kind of was given a season ticket, a football top on my wedding day. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Nice, (laughs) fair play. Cricket or hockey? I'm a a hockey girl. I played hockey at school. So, yeah, yeah, I was in the team at school. So, I'm hockey all the way. Nice. Tiny LinkedIn or Instagram? For me at the moment, it's got to be LinkedIn. Instagram seems to be turning into a bit of a Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how you feel about it, Lister. You seem to be having just over the mm. last week, it's just random people yeah. following me. On I'm, 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 I'm not on Instagram. I haven't done Instagram accounts. No. no. No, I'm. I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. Like I don't. You feel like I feel like I have to be on it, but I don't like personally get a lot from it if that makes sense which which is a bit weird because then you think we'll just get rid of it but then it's like well there's just something keeping you there yeah magda's our social social media expert I was gonna say, so. you don't you don't hear from me for about two weeks and it's just like hold on is she alive <laughs> that is true actually that is a big reason <laughs> oh i actually was i i hid my uncle and auntie from viewing my instagram story and <laughs> a few days later I had a call from my dad and my dad's like are you okay like sounded really really worried I'm like yeah like I'm fine why he's like well your uncle rang me and he was a bit concerned because you haven't posted anything on your story for a couple of days so we're just wondering what you've been up to <laughs> <laughs> well it shows that you you know shows that you're probably you're quite interesting to follow I imagine um, <laughs> but um I've got two questions off the back of those questions actually I didn't realise people still watch these senders. What? What do you mean? Uh, I, I, I've actually got it on pause downstairs. This is my day off. It's actually on pause downstairs. I'm catching up on the grey incident that's been taking like t- ten years. Well, like literally, <laughs> not in a, not in any sort of way. I just didn't. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, maybe I've been missing out. And to watch is the question. <laughs> well. Apparently, apparently not. I'm the one that's out of touch. I think a little bit. Um, though, mate. Uh, this is a funny thing. Like, in terms of Coronation Street in EastEnders, when I lived up north, being a northerner, all I used to watch was Coronation Street. But since moving to London, I don't watch <laughs> Coronation Street anymore. I only watch EastEnders. Oh, is that like, that's like blasphemy, isn't it? I know. It's, it's um, strange. And. <laughs> The fact that you both were just so adamantly pirate. <laughs> yeah, definitely pirate. <laughs> like, what's what's that about? Pirates have always had the same brand since pirate times, right? So they're consistent in their brand and stuff. They're a bit 
bit disruptive. And there's a book that I read called Be More Pirate. Have you read it by Sam Conniff? No, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard of it, yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's incredible. I have, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to check it out now. Yeah, have a look at it. It's called Be More Pirate. And it's basically about being more pirate, really. <laughs> Are you trying to say that like ninjas have sold out over the last few years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so that was, that was my reason for going pirate because I'm trying to be more pirate. Fair, that's yeah, so much I, I think thing that's going to be the day, title right? of our episode: How to be more pirate. Yeah, definitely be more pirate. That's a really good mantra. Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that your was that your was that your reason as well, Helen? For me, I think I think they get a, a bit of bad press, pirates. To be honest with you, mm. so, you know, they're just doing what they need to kind of do. Mind you know, stealing stuff from, from rich monarchs and people like that traditionally that, that stole that from other people kind of stuff. They just, I don't know. Just yeah. There's something quite Matt. valiant about them, in a way. Robin Hood of the is, Sea. Yeah. So the book, Matt, the is, book, is it true you're a sales pirate? Huh? Is it true that Max is a sales pirate? That's what I did. <laughs> How do you mean? I, 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 I'm leaving it open to interpretation, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not really sure where to go with that, Mark, to be honest. But, uh, I'd say, uh, yeah, well, more of a pirate than a ninja, because I think if you're a sales ninja, then you know, there's something a bit sneaky, a bit stealthy about a ninja. You know? Yeah, I was about to say, you can't sneak around in the dark and stuff. It's a bit. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, I'm not. You, you know, no, like I'm not. I'm not sure. I trust a salesperson that was like that. So, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. it's funny actually. I was doing. We, we were doing some training the other day, and they put um, a bit of a tangent, but I think quite worth it because it does. It does affect me a little bit because so they put they put the word salesman or salesperson up on the. Um, up on the screen and they were like straight away what's your you know what's your connotations towards that word and instantly it was all negative you know even though we've you know i've been in sales for like 20 you know nearly 20 years and then you know some of the other guys you know we'd all worked in sales before and it was kind of like i don't know it'd be interesting to see what other people think when they when they kind of think of that because obviously it is you know there's it employs so many people and obviously without it you know you you'd have lots of people buying stuff that wasn't quite right for them and and all of those kind of things and it's just funny that straight away that i've been in a career for nearly 20 years and the first thing is like a negative thought yeah it's it, yeah it's, it's interesting that isn't it kind of stuff i'm, I'm married to a sales salesman as well so it, it's and and being a i haven't worked in sales and stuff it, it's quite interesting how immediately your first your first thought can actually be a negative yeah, no, I just, I just, I can't yeah. think of many careers where straight away it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, they're just trying to set, you know, like blah blah blah. But yeah, anyway, I've probably, um, probably, probably yeah. just gone straight off on a tangent there that we didn't need to. But there you go. Seems um, yeah, it's the same about it? media representation and stuff, isn't it? That's what it ties into because it's the way that that media and society is presented. So it's that conditioning, isn't it? That societal conditioning. Yeah, yeah, and I think people like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people people really like to make their own research, and if you know, like, kind of take ownership as if they've kind of found the um the product that they're looking for from their own. You know, they don't really feel that they need to sort of speak to somebody, which um, which is interesting. But um, 
I would. So we've got a final kind of one that we ask um, that we ask guests that come on. So um, Helen, if we start with with you, you just like to um, obviously we like to have um, you know, recommendations of kind of people from the uh, from the industry of who they'd like who we suggest we could target for a for a future episode of the podcast. Ideally, a, a realistic one, but um, you know we'll uh, you know we always like to punch you know punch above our weight. So. Uh, Go for yeah. it. Um, for me, it'd be I'd, I'd recommend you, you speak to Jack Sayward from Sayward Events and Marketing. Mm. He's just a, he, he, another legend. To be honest with you, he, he gives so much back to the to the industry. Lots of stories. He's worked in the industry for a long time. It, it, his dad's his family company. His dad owned the company before him, kind of stuff. And just yeah. some of the stories. Good, Jordy. Just get him a bottle of Nuki Brown. And he's yours. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So yeah, Jack Jack Sayward for me, kind of. Nice, cool, and wreck. I don't think I haven't got one for now. I'm gonna have to come back to you on this because oh. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't scroll far enough down the questions. <laughs> to... You could put someone on the spot quickly. I'm sure. Oh, I don't know who I was. Come on, Rack. Don't, don't get me involved. Um, <laughs> yeah, our official adjudicators could have to. <laughs> I'm not going to put anyone on the spot. No, I have to come. No, yeah, no again. I'll come back to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. What about again, though, good boundary about... management? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. No. What about Mark and Magda? Is there anyone that you think we should uh, we should we should have a look for? I put forward lovely luke leverett last time i think we still need to get him on mm, that's true that's true mark i'm thinking i'm thinking we need, we need to get a pirate on <laughs> i was gonna say yeah mark, maybe mm. that was dog again <laughs> mark. Never, never met mark i just thought get that in the opportunity was there with that comment of print. sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'll have to come back. We'll have to do our next um, next board meeting, Max. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I look, I look, I look forward to it. But um, yeah, no, that's that's kind of the end of the uh, end of the kind of questions, guys. Um, obviously, yeah, great to um, great to have you on. Great to hear some of your stories from the events world, and you know, get to know a little bit more. Um, you know, on the on the personal side of things, and yeah, you know, thank, thank you thank... both for opening up so much. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Well done. No, you're welcome. No. Okay. Thanks, no. For, thanks for having me. No, it's really brilliant, and uh, and yeah, we'll um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you. Um, I'm sure we'll see you all at an event soon, and uh, look forward to catching up. Amazing. Cheers, guys. Wow, what a way to finish uh, series one of the uh, hashtag Be a Good Sport Unplugged podcast. Uh, thanks to um, Rack and Helen for yeah really really opening up and you know giving their very honest um, insights into the events world but um, but yeah also the um, you know humans um, as it were which uh, you know which is really kind of um, you know kind and brave of them to um, to open up as much as they have so really appreciate that and yeah I just want to say a big thank you from all of the hashtag be a good sport team um, with everybody that supported this first series 
it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a great learning curve and uh, and yeah we've really enjoyed making the episodes and you know we hope that you've enjoyed listening to them um, we are underway for series two uh, which um, yeah recording starts in the next couple of weeks um, so yeah we'll uh, we'll try and be uh, a little bit more organized and uh, you know kind of have a bit more consistency with the uh, with the podcast that we're going to be making moving forward but just a, a huge thank you from us for all the support you know please keep on giving us feedback um you know please carry on engaging with us on social media um you know it really helps for us to spread kind of the message around it being a good sport being nice to each other uh, the message around mental health and uh, and yeah i'm sure it's um, i'm sure it's a, a relevant message still and you know we we can all help each other uh, further so um yeah without further ado and uh, that's the end of the episode and yeah we look forward to um catching up with you in series two in the uh, in the not too distant future thanks guys all the best and remember keep on being a good sport